Welcome back to Company of One. This is episode number 133. I am your host, Dale Callahan. Today, we're going to be talking about how to use your day, how to use the time of your day in a job search. I get this question all the time uh, from people about needing to uh, connect. Need, they want to meet and they want to go do a job search and they're asking me for connections. Uh, and I start asking them, what are they doing every day? What are you doing every day while you're doing a job search? And it's always shocking because I, I always ask this simple question of how many people are you meeting a day? And sometimes I have to put it in a framework such as how many people did you meet last week? How many people did you meet today besides me? And usually there's one or two people a week at most. And so I'm asking them, what are you doing all day? And then I have to put it into context, and I want to ask you this question. If you're looking for a job, if you are, com- are recently out of work, uh, what are you doing all day? So think about it for this way. Take your annual salary that you had or that you want, divide it out to get a weekly salary or daily salary, whatever. Divide it by, you know, two uh the uh, 365 to get a daily salary. I mean, you, you get the idea. Bring it down to a day. How much are you making a day or a week? And then think to yourself. Uh, so I'll give you a case. You know, if, if you're making $2,000, uh, I mean, if you're making $500 a week, uh, and if you hired me, so, so let's say you've lost your job, you were making this amount where you were making $500 a week, and you hired me, to find you a job. What you're out right now is the amount that you are being paid, right? Let's say it's $500 a week. If that's what you were making, you're losing that much now. That's like paying me $500 a week to find you a job. So in context, think about that. What amount of work would you be happy with for me to be doing for you for $500 a week? So I usually, when I put it that way, and I'll say, if I brought you back two people that I talked to or two people that I emailed next week and ask you for $500, would you be happy with me? And usually they're like, no, I would fire you. Yes, and you should. You should fire you because you're not using your time wisely. But and what's happened is I realize you don't know what to do. You're, you're used to going to work. Uh, so there's no judgment here is what I'm saying. You know, we, we're used to going to work. We know what to do at work. We know how to show up. But we're on a job hunt. We don't know how to use our time. So let's talk about what that would look like. So I'm going to first say in your first week, here's what you need to be doing. So I've actually, this is coming straight from an email that I've sent to multiple people that are looking for jobs and say, here is what you should be doing. Uh, so First one is I'm going to call it the prep work. Uh, I'm giving you a week for this, but you might can do it in less time. But let's just say say, this is going to take your first week is to get clear on the goal. Uh, Now, I'll put a link in the show notes to the calling exercise uh, that's straight out of my book, Resumes Are Worthless. I'll put that um, download of that calling exercise. But what essentially what you're going to do is you're trying to now that you're out of a job or even if you're working right now and you're looking for a different job you want to find something you really love to do 
And so we go through this exercise in the calling where you do a brainstorming. What do you love to do? What do you love to read? What attracts your attention? When you walk into a store, where do you go? When you go to Amazon, what are you probably looking for? Uh, so these are a list of what, what we're doing is picking your brain to find out what you're in love with. What do you, what really uh, attracts your attention and probably also indicates a little bit of your expertise because it's your hobbies. Maybe it's your interest areas. So what we usually do in the calling exercise, I'll go over it briefly, is on the first page, we just start listing these things, at least 20 things that we love to do. It's a brainstorming exercise. Just get it on paper. There's no dumb ideas. Everything goes on the paper. And then you sit back and you look at what bubbles up. What are some of the common themes that are showing up? You know, a lot of times we're so blind in thinking what a J-O-B, a job is, that we lose sight of the fact that it should be something I love doing. And maybe it's right there in front of me and I take it for granted, a skill that I have. And we all do it. I do it. I take for granted my skills and I overcomplicate things with what people want to pay me for are things that oftentimes I find easy. So probably things that you find easy and interesting are the things that are most valuable to you. Uh, but, but you're blind to them. But so what you're looking for here is what bubbles up? What are some common themes? Uh, circle them. You know, uh, look for common threads. And usually this is a fairly easy exercise because there's just things that jump out at you. Number one, you've written things down you really don't want to do. You kind of love, but you kind of don't. Um, <clears throat> but you're looking for trends. So this is, this is kind of step one. And then step two is you think about who's doing it now. Who's doing these things now? The things that you love. Uh, for instance, uh, you know, a friend of mine was when we did this exercise. He did, uh, or a client of mine, however we want to look at that. But he did. He had snow skiing. He had a project management. He had travel. He had. He likes to teach. And so he saw some some similarity in all these things, and he realized, um, I like to. Uh, travel and teach and do these kind of things. So here are some, you know, maybe a project manager trainer, right? So he was looking for these patterns that would have me traveling, that would have me teaching, that would have me involved in project management. Uh, and so he was looking for these kind of things. And that's what you kind of want to get out on the table. He had never thought about being a project manager trainer, project management th trainer. Uh, so these are the kind of things you're just trying to get out on the table. Um, uh, so what you want to do is think about who are the people that are doing those things for a living and doing them well. In other words, they're actually making a good living. So this is what bubbles up. Uh, and, and now we, what we want to do is kind of do some homework. And by the way, I'm saying all this very quickly. Uh, I'm, and there's more details in the download. But it can take you a little time. Right, this could, this might actually take a couple of days. What I suggest you do is pen and paper. You think better with pen and paper, and you start writing things down, and you carry this around with you, or you come back to it multiple times a day. Add to it. Don't take away, but add to it. See what insights come to you through the week, um, or through the days, or whatever it takes. As a matter of fact, this is, may even change over the job search. So. Now, what's going to happen is I want you to start taking action on these things. 
So let me assume you're doing this on Monday and Tuesday of the week, and you know by Wednesday you're taking some action. You're, um, you know, I mean, let's, when you lose your jobs, there's all kinds of things that go on. There's all kinds of other activity. You're moving around. You're doing some things. You're you're emotionally distraught, whether you believe it or not. You know, it's like a gut punch in the gut to get fired or to get laid off, whatever you want to call it. And and we're dealing with these kind of issues. Uh, but while we're moving, we're thinking. We're, we're running into people. We're emailing people. We're talking to people about do they have any jobs. We're doing all that normal stuff. We're, do, we're searching the want ads. We're searching on Glassdoor and, and LinkedIn and these kind of places for jobs. And as you're doing this, your mind's processing this, add things to this list. Does that make sense? Because we, I, I know you're going to be doing them. You're going to be doing searching the won't ads, even though that's not effective. We're going to be doing that uh, just because that's human nature. We're looking for easy. So, But let that be part of your process. But now what we want to start taking action on is um, what I'm going to call a spreadsheet methodology, but it may not be. You may use some another tool. But what I like to do at this point is to open a Google Sheet or a spreadsheet or Excel and start putting people's names. I build it like this. Name, the columns would be the name, the title of this person, the company they work for, their email, their phone number, and their notes. And then I'll put contact one, contact two, contact three, and results. So those are the columns, right? So name, title, company, email, phone number, a place for notes, then contact one, contact two, contact three. I'll tell you what that means in a minute. And then results columns. So what I'm doing is I'm thinking as I'm thinking on this one sheet, who's the project management people? I'm finding them on Google searches or on LinkedIn searches, and I'm putting their names in there. By the way, you may not know these people. That's okay. Uh, as I've lost a job or I'm hunting a job, other people are giving me people's names. I'm adding that to this contact list. Because the one thing that people always tell me is I ran out of names to talk to. You should never, ever, ever run out. You should have, when you get a job, you should have so many people left to talk to that you didn't have time to get to them all. That's because the list should grow. So a spreadsheet, we're going to start building a list of names. People whose names I've come up with because I've been doing a search as I find things I love to do. I'm Googling and sending LinkedIn or finding on LinkedIn people who are doing what I love to do. I always call this, I'm looking for the person who's living my dream, right? They've got my dream job. They're doing cool stuff. I want to be doing that. How did they get there? That's the kind of things that's going through my mind. And also probably what's going through your mind, I could never do that. Or they're lucky. Or... They've got something I don't have. You know, we we do that all the time. I do it. I get it. Again, no judgment. We do that. We think about why I cannot be that person. Don't worry about it. Just we're not trying to be that person. We're just trying to learn. So don't get too caught up in that. Uh, but we think maybe they're living our day, uh, dream job. So um, so we got that. So we got that, right? You've kind of got We've done what we call a brainstorming, finding your calling exercise. We've got a list of uh, some kind of spreadsheet with names, and you probably can guess the contact one, contact two, and contact three are the times I'm going to contact them. All right? Now, what I want to do 
is open up my calendar. And maybe you have a job. Maybe there's some things on my calendar. Maybe you don't have a calendar. Get one. Use Google Calendar if you have to. If you've been fired and you no longer have a calendar, use Google Calendar. Go buy you one, whatever. Get a calendar. Pick at least four hours every day. Um, so I was working with somebody the other day, and she had some kids that were in school, and she was dealing with that, uh, you know, as, as well as having been laid off. Uh, so she realized about 9 o'clock to about 3 o'clock was her sweet time where she could actually get good job search stuff done. So what she did was took her calendar as every day from 9 to 3 she put on their job search. So pick at least four hours a day if you're out of work. If you still have a job and you're looking for something, be more reasonable. Uh, you pick some other times to do this. Uh, if you can, you spend this six hours a day. But I'm just I'm being reasonable, right? I'm, I'm trying to be reasonable at what works. Put it on your calendar. I call it what Amy Porterfield, I'll put you a link to her Tiger Time episode. She, she talks about this from a business perspective, but she calls it her Tiger Time, her protected time to do the most important thing. Uh, and think about it, and she calls it Tiger Time because she protects it with the fiercity of a tiger or the ferociousness of a tiger, uh, that she doesn't let other things interfere with it. So uh, we protecting that time, you know, like your friends at the church calling up and saying, hey, can you know, while you're out of work, can you come volunteer for something? No, you're looking for work. That's your, that's your time. You can do that in another time. So we protect this time. So we, what's happened is we put it on a calendar. You've got an appointment with yourself to do this. This, um, this is kind of a focus on what's urgent. Right, this is the urgency thing. It's a, it's a, it's a meeting. All right, so that's our background plan. We've done our calling. We've got some names started. Both of those things are going to change over time, and I've allocated time for the job search. Cool. All right, now let's go into our daily plan. And what I do, I use Outlook. So is I would open that appointment in Outlook and put these notes. And what I would say, so if, I, so if I'm starting at 9 a.m., I would say the first 30 minutes, I'm going to exercise. Now, that sounds weird, doesn't it? Um, because what, what happens is it is critical that you get moving. It's, this, is, this is really, really critical if you've been fired or laid off, whatever you want to call it. We're just going to call it fired. We're not politically correct. We're calling it fired. Is you need to get moving. You need to get your blood pumping. You need to get some energy in your, into your mind. You know, you need to get a little motivation. It can be a simple walk or some yoga. If you're not used to working out, then go outside and go for a short walk just to get moving. I know sometimes just a 15-minute walk can change your entire perspective. It's, it's, uh, this is not so much for your physical health, cardiovascular, and all that kind of junk. I'm talking about this is for mental health, and you need it. You need to get moving. Uh, so whatever you do, if you go to a gym, it's a great time to do it. A lot of people, when they, when they get laid off, they quit doing their workouts, and that's a terrible thing to do. You actually want to double up on your workouts. So first thing. 30 minutes, get some exercise. The next 30 minutes, 
Uh, so that may be from 9 to 9.30. The next 30 minutes, I'm going to come home and I'm going to return all phone calls and all emails. The first day, there may not be that much to do, but I want to make sure that I'm following up on everything as soon as possible. Uh, so anything lingering from the last day, anybody I have not followed up with, I do now. Uh, so it can be, uh, and, and you and you want to follow up in such of a way that it's not just a thank you, right? It, it can be a phone call or it can be an email. Or you could be leaving a message, but you just don't want to say thank you, right? We get all these emails and say, just thank you. What I want to do instead is say, thanks for the help. Can you introduce me to blank? That's the kind of emails or calls. I want some kind of activity. I don't want to, I don't want to be the dead end because the thank you is the end of the conversation. I want to find some way to keep the conversation going. So this is especially true if it's somebody that you feel is in your right spot. Right. If you uh, you feel like they're in the job, they're in the career, they're in the company, they're in the industry that you want to be in, you don't want to stop that conversation. You you want to. Uh, I mean, you've always gotten that thing from a salesperson, right? And when the salesperson is you know and you're and you're getting them off the phone, and this is annoying to you maybe, right? But they'll say, "That's great. You're not interested right now. How about if I follow back up with you in a week?" or a month. And part of us finds that annoying, right? But they've set the expectation that I'm going to follow back up with you. And you know what? It works. The reason they do it is because it works. Even though part of you in the back of your mind is saying, I don't really want to talk to this person again. You don't, you're not rude and you don't follow up with them. And as they continue, I mean, you don't tell them that. And as they continue to follow up with you, things come up and they make the sale. So that's the kind of email. So if, if uh, somebody said, hey, we don't, you know, I've, I've emailed somebody and they said, hey, I don't have anything going on in my company right now. I don't have any time to meet, to talk or have coffee. You'd say, I totally get that. Thank you so much for your time. Maybe I'll follow back up with you in a couple of weeks, especially if they gave you a timeline, like we're busy in this next couple of weeks. You just say, okay, I'll follow up with you in a couple of weeks. So you're leaving the expectation that that's going to happen, okay? We just don't want dead-end emails to somebody that's a good contact. Remember, you are, you're a company of one. If you haven't got that, put a link back to that episode in the show notes. Uh, I think that's episode 129. You're a company of one. You are responsible for marketing yourself, and right now you're in the sales mode. Salesmen, saleswomen, don't leave open conversations. They have a follow-up, and that's what you're going to do. If you think that feels slimy or uncomfortable, it's not that bad. I don't mean you're not turning into a salesperson. You're certainly not selling used cars. You are just finding a way to connect. That's all. And it's like a friend, you know, if a friend says, hey, I can't go to lunch right now. You know, I can't do that right now. You're like, that's cool. That's cool. I'll let me check back with you in a, in a couple of days because they're in the busy in something, right? That, that wouldn't feel so awkward. Just assume that's what you're doing. So, okay, so 30 minutes working out. 30, I'm spending more time trying to explain that, and it feels like I'm spending more than 30 minutes explaining that because that's a hang-up we all have. So 30 minutes, your next 30 minutes. So I started at 9. At 9.30, I follow up on emails. 
at 10 o'clock now, I'm working my worksheet. I've popped open that worksheet, and now I'm starting to make new contacts. Uh, so I might be still hot and sweaty from my workout, but now I'm making contacts uh, that I have not made, or I'm following up on those contacts that have not answered me, right? What was those columns? I put Jane Doe, her name, her phone number, and everything. I find her, and I sent her an email or made her some kind of phone call, left her a message on a week ago. That was contact one. I put in the contact one field, I put the date I contacted them and what I did. Left a voicemail, such and such. If they haven't followed up back with me, I contact them again, right? I'm looking for at least one week. If I haven't heard from them in a week, um, I contact them again. Now, if I get an email back that says, hey, I'm on vacation for a week, then I'll give them a little bit of leeway to let them get back from vacation. But if they just don't follow back up, I'm just going to hit them again in a week. And I make notes in the contact one, contact two, contact three columns about what I'm doing. It doesn't it, you make whatever note makes sense to you? But I you always put the date and the kind whether I send an email and or send a left a voicemail. So that's what I'm after. Now, if you by the way, let me stop right there. If you think that feels uncomfortable, I know CEOs of companies that have personally told me they will never call anybody back until those people try to reach them three times. I kid you not, I have heard that from multiple people that will say, I don't ever return phone calls. And they'll tell me, knowing I referred somebody to them, right? And they'll tell me, I don't ever return phone calls or emails from somebody that might be looking for work from me or might be looking for a partnership from me unless they've reached out to me three times. I want to know that they're persistent. That's the kind of people I want to work with. And they're expecting that. And they judge you if you don't contact them. Think about that for a minute. Think about somebody sees your name, intentionally ignores you, waiting to see if you got the guts to call them back a second and third time. That happens. Because think about it. Who do I want to hire? I want to hire people with persistence. I want to hire people that they're not going to give up easy on things. That is a measure of who I want to hire. Now, you can think about whether this, these CEOs were ridiculous or what they're saying. I don't know, but I think it works. They're very successful in their, in their hiring practices. So follow up. What you're doing at this 30-minute point is you're working your worksheet. And by the way, you can probably tell whether it's 30 minutes, whether these move into an hour or not. The point is you're, you're moving. You're taking action. You're following up emails, phone calls until you've followed up on that worksheet. At this point in time, you might actually add names to it, such as if you got an email from somebody and it said, hey, Dale, now that you emailed me, you might want to talk to John Smith at this company. Now, John Smith's name goes on the list. That's from the last 30-minute period, right? That's what I'm saying. This list is going to grow. It's not going to become unmanageable, but it's going to grow. Uh, obviously, you have a notes field there if they followed up and they clearly were not the person. If they said, hey, I'm not the person, you're not in my department, uh, but the department you need is John Smith's, then I can just put a note, hey, they're not my guy. I need to talk to John Smith. I'm going to put John Smith down here. S send them thank yous and thank you and they'll follow back up. You know, In that case, I would follow back up with a, um, 
thank you. I'll, I'll, I'll keep you in touch and let you know what happens. I still don't want to close the door, right? So that's that 30 minutes. Now, then the next 30 minutes, again, I'm about 1030-ish in the morning now. Now I'm planning for events. Now, you probably already have things that you know are going on. And by the way, some of the things that are going on are going to interfere with your schedule and you're going to have to flip things around because, hey, you're in the middle of the morning. That's okay. Uh, but I'm looking for events, anything to go to. And if you can do this once a week, but you might do this every day too. Anywhere I can go where there are people like me or people who are like who I want to work for. How do you, like the, the day before I sent this email to this, to this gal who was out of work, I had been to a cybersecurity event where I'm sitting there shoulder to shoulder with a whole bunch of cybersecurity people. So I'm looking for anything where people are, even if it's a volunteer event, we're kind of, so, so as an engineer with software backgrounds, I would be at coding events. Like there's all these things that happen, girls that code and STEM activities, we're coding, all these volunteers. So what happens is the people that are showing up to volunteer, you're thinking, I don't have time to go hang out with these kids because I'm out of a job. The people hanging out there, mentoring are oftentimes leaders of their software teams or executives in their companies. Very often you'll get exposure doing that. So if you have nothing else to do, you want to be there. So I'm looking for events. If you don't know where to look, I look on Eventbrite. Go on Eventbrite, search for your city, find out what's going on. Go to meetup.com and search for events going on. Look at your local newspaper or business journal or whatever that you have in your city. Most of this is online. Look for business events in your town. Go to your chamber of commerce. You know, a lot of these places just have calendars of what's going on. And a lot of them are going to be not very the best things going on for you. But you need to be somewhere. You need to be out with people. And there's going to be a few times that you're out at some event that's kind of a dud for you. And you're going to realize, man, there was this great technology event right down the road I didn't know about. Because even if you're in a relatively small town, there's stuff going on around you. And so often you're unaware of it. So go out there, get shoulder to shoulder, meet people. This is not the place to go necessarily carrying a resume or anything like this, but it is to have some business cards, to have your name on them, to have your phone number, to have what you do, something about yourself, and just to meet people. Because all I want to do is learn. I want to I want them to see my face. I want them to get to know me. I want to get to know them. I want to know what's going on around the city. I want to meet the people. And there's going to be some people I meet at these events, and we're going to have a little conversation. I will say, hey, can I follow up with you? Maybe this is not the time because this is a busy event, but maybe we could follow up and I can grab coffee with you next week. That's the kind of thing you're looking for, get cards. And most people, they're going to say, sure, at that point in time. They may not mean it, but they're going to say, sure. Uh, follow up with me at that. Um, so that gives you somebody else on your contact list. All right. So now, so the next two and a half hours. Now, again, I'm being ideal because things happen at different times. But a lot of things happen around lunchtime. A lot of things happen in the afternoon. But it may be morning. But I want to spend at least two and a half hours going. What I was talking about just a minute ago was planning to go, but 
I want to fill my calendar up in those times with activities. I want to go where I'm one-on-one. I want to set up reverse interviews. I just said I want to connect with people over coffee. When you connect with them over coffee or when you get inside of somebody's office or when you're talking to somebody, you want, or that, especially somebody who's living your dream, you want to do what's called a reverse interview. That's where I'm asking them questions and I'm not talking about myself and I'm not bringing a resume. I will send you, I'll put a link in the show notes to uh, how to conduct a reverse interview a guaranteed method to find a job. That's the name of the uh, that's the name of the blog post that's written on that. And I go through the process here. Uh, so I want I would ideally like to be going to breakfast with somebody, having coffee with somebody, going to lunch with somebody, and maybe going to something else every single day. Now, if that sounds a lot like a lot and overwhelming then do what you can. Get at least one contact and one outing a day and then multiple emails a day because emails are easy, right? I want to be asking lots of questions. I don't want to be talking about myself. All right, so my main, I hope I'm making sense. We want to be in the morning exercise, in the morning prepping things, answering emails, following up in the morning, making sure I'm following my list and working my system and finding events to go to and then going, getting out. Um, So at the end of the day, this is like a work day, right? At the end of the day, so what I do on a work day is I typically at the end of the day have a closeout period. I actually have it on my calendar. Here I'm closing things out. There's some things I do look back on what needs to be done. I try to send a thank you every single day to somebody for something. And so it may take me 30, 60 minutes to do this, but I want to follow up uh, and update any charts at that point in time. I want to prepare for the morning. That's what I'm usually doing. I'm updating the worksheets. uh, I'm adding any new people. I'm adding any notes. I'm going to send at least one thank you email and at least one thank you snail mail, at least. So these people I talked to, anybody I met, I want to send them a thank you note in the mail. I mean with a stamp, you know, those little things and you put it in the box. Uh, Snail mail, I want to send them a thank you card. This is a big deal. Uh, nobody does this anymore. Uh, well, some people do it, but you're rare. It's, it's, that's a, it's a small gesture that really stands out. So I want to send snail mail to at least one person, but hopefully everybody you met that day, that day, right? Don't wait a week or two to send this out. Send it immediately. And then send thank you emails as needed and go connect immediately to everybody on LinkedIn. And don't just do the connect. Make a little note in there and says, hey, it's great to meet you today over coffee or it's great to meet you today at this cybersecurity event. Um, you know, make some note where they actually might remember you. Okay. And at this point, what we're doing is we're just planning for tomorrow. And you want to just now sit back and say, okay, as I get up in the morning and start to work my plan, what's the steps going to be? What steps will I take? And then you get it up in the morning and do it all over again. Now, what I would like to do, if you can do this, is close out my day with some exercise. 
Again, this is more emotional. This is more psychological. Take a walk. De-stress, decompress. But the cool thing is you start thinking and you get your mind clear about what's going on. All of this stuff sounds like a job, doesn't it? So I'm getting up. I have these specific activities. I have these specific things in my calendar. I feel like a salesperson. And that's exactly what you are. This is how a salesperson would do their day. You may not like this, but you're a company of one. You are a salesperson right now, and the product you're selling and the service you're selling is you, right? So you need to be out there doing this. You need to be out there connecting, and you need to be doing this in a way that you can get not only a job, but to find that thing that you just love doing. Because when you love doing your job, you're going to be great at it. And when you're great at it, you serve more. And what have we talked about in the last couple of episodes? When you serve more, you make more money. So see you next week. If this is helpful to you, uh, say, hey, I would love to have your review on iTunes. Just put a post to the Company of One podca- podcast with Del Callahan. And uh, there is another company, one podcast. But uh, if you look for my name, I'd love to have your a, a, a uh, honest review of what you think about this. And shoot me an email. You can hit me at dale at dalecallahan.com. Especially if you've got any questions about this or if you want any clarification on this, I'd, be, I'd love to help. Till then, see you next week.